We're recording. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for the intro. That's that's an that's what a surreal. View. It's like it's like Mars or something. It's so bizarre. Everything and this is what it's nine o'clock here. It should be really sunny out right now, and it's just you have to have headlights on and everything. It's just the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, how long has it been like this? Or was this morning? The it was like this yesterday. It was like this yesterday, but today is much worse. And it's, it's the strange thing is, is I don't smell the smoke because it's an odd thing that's happening. There's like this upper level, I don't know, weather, wind blowing underneath or something. And so the you smoke, smoke is, up higher, right? So yeah. you're kind of like in a safe zone, which, well, safe zone, I guess. Uh, do you smell anything? Do you no, know? which is that's the really weird part because you know it's been pretty smoky where it's really it's hard to breathe. My eyes water, my throat gets raspy, but now it feels perfectly fine. <laughs> but it's wow. just dark and and creepy out. It's, and you've been in this state for a very long time, so you're kind of familiar with all of the yeah. sometimes surreal, not surreal, but like you know interesting kind of like things that happen in California. You've never seen this before. No, never. We've never had anything like this or like the heat this past week. It got up to 114 degrees. I don't know what that is in Celsius. It's like a, lot. Like a thousand a degrees. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the conversion, but I think that's lava. It is. And we've never had that. It's the highest ever recorded. And so it was just like crazy weather and everything and with the fires and and we never really had these wildfires until just a few years ago. But then, and then they, you know, they shut down. We haven't had our power shut down, luckily. Where, um, but you know, because they shut down the power plants a few years ago, most of them. <laughs> so now we don't have enough power to power California. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. And then the, the COVID thing. And this is what was so, so upsetting was that they're they keep restructuring who can open up because we're still in shelter in place, lockdown, complete yeah. lockdown. Okay. Yeah. So, and so now first they had this like watch list, the governor came out with, and it depends upon your County. And if you're on that watch list, you can't open anything. And then they scrapped all that. And they're like, no, 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 no. What we're going to do is this color coded thing. And they, California loves color code things. They love to have these different <laughs> colors of whether it's air quality or fire yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. There's it's just easy to diagram. And yeah. <laughs> right. So like the purple zone is the worst and then red is the better one. Shouldn't that be the other way around? I mean, it just seems like red would be the worst. Sorry, red is the one that you have the least amount of concern with? It's the second tier. There's four colors. So it goes purple, red, orange, and then yellow. I guess. There's no green because they said we're never getting out of this situation. You know? So, so they just, literally went in like reverse rainbow. So, it's, so it's weird. So they start, everybody starts out at purple. That means like you have the worst uh, of it and you can't reopen anything. And so then they said, well, what we're going to do is we'll assess every county. And then if you do, if you do really good, will boost you up to the red zone, which means that you can open. <laughs> that means people can go into restaurants, you can open up stores and, and gyms can open indoors. You can go. And so they said, yes, Marin County, where I live, they said, starting on last week, you're in the red zone. So starting on Tuesday, day after Labor Day, which was yesterday, you can reopen the gym, you can re reopen restaurants. And then like at midnight, the, right, 11 o'clock, an hour before all of this was supposed to happen, the state was like, 
nah, we didn't mean that. And so they, they changed the goalposts again. They said, nah, you're back in the purple zone again. While all these businesses were ready to open and ready to just start making, uh, this is six months we've been at, at this now. And so here we are, we're back, same thing as we, we've been. And half of the, like San Francisco, like half of the businesses have just gone out of business. It's just like becoming a ghost town. It's really weird going into, into the city and just everywhere. It's just, there's nothing there's nothing left, especially San Francisco, which was so much of a tourist town, you know, and with no hotels open. It's just a strange, strange situation we're in. And then it's like, can 2020 get any weirder? No, it can, because we get this orange weird glow. (laughs) (laughs) So is this going to be for the remainder of 2020? Is this going to be this weird orange glow? Are they trying to coincide this with the colors that you were talking about? Like they're just (laughs) like casting the color in the sky. So at any point, the sky's purple today. That's awesome. That is awesome. I love that. Yes, they should do that. (laughs) I don't know, but enough about California's insanity. It's, it's a crazy place to live. I, it really is. Is it, time, is it time to move from California? Everybody's leaving, you know. I don't know what's going on. There's more people. It's the first time in history more people are leaving than are coming to California, which is sad because when I moved here, it was like the place to go. It was like, yeah, this would be cool, California. There's so many opportunities, so much to do. And now it's like, it's just become this complete opposite of what it once once was. Well, know, maybe it'll turn around someday. Who knows? The invitation to come to Canada is still. I know <laughs> Canada always looks really nice. Everybody's really everybody's friendly in Canada. Real nice. We're pretty friendly. We uh, apologize yeah. for everything. I'm sorry about that, but we do. We do tend to do that, don't we? Uh, yeah. So we are. Um, You'll have to excuse Kleenexes and water and a runny nose and uh, watery eyes. The entire family has a cold. 2020 is also not a time to have a cold. No. Because no one wants to deal with you. And we thought we would escape it, but daycare is open. And because daycare is open and maybe not all parents have the same level of what they should be sending their kid to school with during these times, a cold, a, a runny nose, actually, a candle uh, a, a candle melting nose uh, is how it all started and we we're like that's strange there should be no reason um and then we can't send to riley to school uh, to daycare with a ready nose and then within 12 hours we got ready noses and sore wow. throats and started to cough it's like wow that's what a cold feels like hey it's first time and i don't even know how long that i've been sick yeah. in this way it doesn't even uh, really feel like sick as in it's just a runny nose and cough and cold and whatnot but enough to keep your kid home and uh, that ends up really really messing around with your with your oh with yeah your work schedule and life schedule and all the rest because now all of a sudden you know 12 hours of your day needs to be tending to the two and a half year old but we're getting through and uh, I certainly feel better today than I did yesterday but it's a strange time to have a cold because if you do need to go out and do anything, yeah. I need to go into the store to get some whatever. People see you with a runny nose, man, you are. Yeah. That is the best way to enforce six foot social distancing. <laughs> walk around with a runny nose. No one will come close to you. Yeah, I saw, I saw a meme where, you know, in 2019, you would cough to cover up a fart. And in 2020, you fart to you cover fart. up a cough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's really funny. <laughs> uh, so. Hey, what do you think about the channel? Chad and Steve have a podcast, huh? <laughs> okay. So 
it's so surreal to see something which is uh, which was originally done as a conversation, then be like, hey, here's a conversation which was being recorded in within this context, and here it is presented in a different. I thought we were kind of interesting. I, I thought we did, you, had, did you listen to them both? Did you watch them both? The two I, did, I did. I tried to watch. I tried to watch the entire second one. Uh, alas, I could not. I ended up getting wrapped up in realizing that I was uh, during a part, at least, of that conversation, especially when I was talking about the mop. I was talking to you as Steve and like just opening up in that way where it was like, oh, I probably, if I was like, we were on a podcast talking about. So <laughs> it's just interesting because I'm starting to see like those two lines of, of, of things which go on. Because right. I, I, I talked about some, you know, very particular things as far as like what rights are concerned and da, da, da. It's like, eh, I don't know if that's necessarily information you want out there. However, the large majority of the stuff that we talked about ended up sounding interesting and actually kind of carried through to like you listening outside the context of that conversation. I mean, like, that's kind of, that's interesting. That's interesting to listen to at least. What did you think of it? I would like to think that it was interesting. And to me it is, and it's hard to say until I guess we get some virgin ears on it and let people hear it and see it. Um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, those are still unlisted over there. I could just make them public and see if anybody stumbles across them. I mean, I, YouTube has a way to do that, you know, make it somehow people do. Or did you want to just keep those private? No, no, perhaps, perhaps we should, or at least just the one I, again, uh, 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 or perhaps there's a, there's a space for the second one. I don't know how much we talked about the mop and the first one well I, it didn't bother me at all unless you unless you think that you were just like giving out proprietary information that you wouldn't want people to know it's up to and you. I, do, I don't think I, yeah and i don't think such was the case i think it was just kind of being protective about some information where it wasn't like i'm not worried about kind of any legalities or like formalities just more so the comfort of 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 uh, not uh yeah, I, and I, that's what's going to end up happening as yeah. we do this more and more and more is I'm just I, more so bringing it up as an example of now I it's like good now I, I, I am aware of that because that has happened so therefore I can at least control mm -hmm. yeah, control being that that was a moment where I was like having a conversation over Skype with you and not thinking about the fact that we were recording it and putting it back on but, but no, that's I kind of that's kind of what we were, were trying to do though right I mean to a certain level that's exactly what we're trying to do to yes um so then I guess it's pushing me into that place which but you can't obviously if I was to just start to divulge stuff that on second thought I would think well, I don't know if I would want the, the public to know this you know, obviously then we'd have to make some edits or something. And, yeah. you know, that's just going to be up to each of us. So I'll just, it's up to you. To me, it sounded fine. But if, if you think you were saying. Perhaps I, should, perhaps I should listen to it with fresh ears again. I also find that's necessarily the case when you're trying to sit and listen to something and you have something in your right. mind. I mean, I, may I, would say, add, I knew say, I was going through and listening to our conversations in the context of should we release these as YouTube videos. So I was being particularly yeah. in my own head and critical at that point. And I could easily possibly re-listen to it and be like, eh, you know what, on second thought, it doesn't really matter. And I think it's also more of the thing because it's something which isn't, public right now as in this is something that we're right. building up to and da, da 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 and perhaps when this is watched obviously that's well in the past and i have no issue with it so maybe it's also just a timing thing that i'm getting at yeah i would say that i think what i i 
part of what happens when I listen to it is I start to see things that I'm self-conscious of just of myself. Well, I guess that's self-conscious. I would be of myself, but, and now I'm getting self-conscious. just. (laughs) That's how it works. But those are the kind of things that I think I have to get over and not worry about cutting out or eliminating or, or not posting something because I sound like an idiot um, to myself is just because that's kind of the point of this is to, is to sound like an idiot. No, is to, is to be kind of ourselves as much as we can. And hopefully that grows. Sure. We're always going to be conscious of the fact that some, even now when I'm recording this video and we're talking about this subject, I'm conscious of the fact that somebody may at some point be listening to this or watching this. Are they going to find any value in it? And that gets back to the question uh, that we've had a couple of times is, is that something we really want to be too concerned with, you know, at this point, or just, just let it free flow and see what happens. The only thing in my mind I would want to, uh, would be like a, a deal breaker to stop it or edit it would be as if I listen to it and think, I don't want anybody hearing that because it's just, it's personal information that I don't want revealed or, or it's uh, business stuff that I think might be a little bit too, those kind of things. And so far I haven't done anything that like that. I've done things I think are, are awkward and embarrassing, but nothing that, that I think uh, I would want to cut out. And I'd like to think that I can, we can push ourselves to push through the awkward, embarrassing stuff because mm-hmm. of what we're trying to, I think, accomplish um, lends itself to being vulnerable enough to be like, yeah, that's how I am when I'm just slouched on a chair sitting and talking. I think about my posture. I think about the way the lighting looks and all of the rest. It's like that indeed was what we wanted to get away from getting too wrapped up in the production of doing something and having that inhibit the actual value of the content or the conversation that was being had. Mm -hmm. Uh, And instead of making content, we're making conversation. We're literally just recording our conversations. Right. Um, and 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 putting it out there and i think you're right i think the only stuff that would need to be edited would be anything which obviously because these conversations are so intimate perhaps they get into a personal space where you and i would share and have that conversation but that's just something which is right. more so private than anything else it's just like this is private information which which can be taken out yeah i think we'll just have to kind of just be the judge of that it's in I think what I've learned here is that it is impossible to have a hundred percent pure conversation when it's being recorded. Unlike if we're just on Skype or something, but we can, we can get pretty close to that. And I think we're like 95% there, but I'm still, I don't think that you can ever get a hundred percent because you're always going to be thinking about somebody else listening. It's like, it's like if you're in a group of people and you're talking to one person and there's other people around, you're going to be a little bit more cautious about, people eavesdropping and hearing, hearing <laughs> yeah. your conversation. It's, it's a, a similar kind of thing. But I was thinking what a, a genius you were by having Chad and Steve have a podcast because you know how the, the branding is everything. And, and for you to put Chad and Steve, you know, it's going to be a, abbreviated CNS. Yes. It sounds very similar to CMS. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, perfect. Perfect. clean my space chad and steve yeah (laughs) i realized when we took out the whole like we need to say in the title what it is i thought the simplicity of what we were trying to do ends up kind of getting explained in it yeah Uh, yeah so i'm i think think it's hilarious i just love that chad and steve have a podcast i take it chad and steve have a podcast.com is available 
Oh, I don't know. I haven't even looked at that. Have you I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there that that one's probably available. <laughs> I would think so. We can get the .net if if all else goes wrong, but I think the .com <laughs> should be able to we should be able to acquire and um and you put a you put a separate channel together, right? So we have, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we've got the, and that was super easy. I forgot I did one last year. I set up a test channel. Oh, here's the funny thing about setting up a, a channel because I, I, I wanted to do that because I wanted to do some live streaming. I was all like gung-ho on live streaming. When it, we, yeah. it was when we got back from Clamor last time and everybody was saying, you got to live stream. Put all your videos. Oh, the, had the Peppa Pig thing, the constant live streaming. Uh -huh, of uh -huh. And I did that. I did, uh, I did, uh, I did every video I ever shot. I just live streamed it, the whole thing. And it was a whole hell of a lot of work for really not much of a bang for my buck, I guess, or my time. But that's when I set up that test channel. And the funny thing is, is somebody subscribed to it. I don't know how they found it because I, I hadn't, I don't know. I think it's because what I did is when I tested it one time, I public, I tested it publicly instead of privately or something. And somebody found it on there. It was weird. But, um, there I go. Lost, lost a whole train of thought. And that's the other, another thing I do is I'm, I'm speaking about something like that. And then it's like, and that's what happens in a natural conversation. <laughs> that's like, you know, that's like one of the most awkward things in, in social situations to happen is when you, you're really talking about something and then your brain just like totally, you just lose it. You're like, well, I, how does that happen? That's second, uh, first place for me, and it's really embarrassing because it's way more prevalent now than it used to be, is not knowing someone's name. And it's someone like you kind of know fairly well, and you're just oh, really yeah. stuck not knowing their name. And you're trying to have an entire conversation hoping that they don't know that oh, you don't know their name. That's when you get that awkward, hey, you. Hey, friend, pal, buddy. <laughs> but I got to say, I've, I've always been, years ago, I was always one of these people who said, oh, I'm terrible with names, I'm terrible with names, until I, I made an actual point of saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. I want to remember names. And so now whenever I meet somebody, I have a system. I have like a, it's almost like a mnemonic, mnemonic, device, mnemonic device, you know, where you, you associate something with the person's name. And it doesn't have to be, it could be like um it's just weird the way i make these connections like if i met somebody named say lenny the, and I, I might think what do i know from oh laverne and shirley i remember lenny and squiggy on there and for some reason all i have to do it doesn't he doesn't have to look like them they don't have to anything like that but as long as i make that connection and as soon as they introduce themselves i say hello lenny and i say it back to them it almost always works and i can remember that person because of doing that and people really like it when you make that effort to remember them the next time and they probably won't remember you. And then you'll, t and then you can tell because you say, Hey Lenny. And they'll say, Oh, Hey, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's a really good idea. So there was two pieces in there. Uh, make an association right out of the get go and repeat the name as well. Right. And you push yourself to say it a few times within the first initial exchange. Those are two really, there you go. The weird thing is, is how those associations don't have to be related to anything. It's just like the first thing that pops into my mind of some name that that person either reminds me of or some sort of association. And I just go with it and then just repeat it a few times. And yeah, it's just something that can be learned and worked on and people, people appreciate that.
So it could go wrong, though, if it was Lenny from Laverne and Shirley and you end up calling him Shirley because you yeah. don't know which name on the show associated with the person. Are you Bert, Shirley, Lenny, Larry? <laughs> the funny thing is, is I think the reason why I just used the Laverne, I don't know why I used the Laverne and Shirley example here, but I think it's because I was listening to uh, music last night and heard Joan Jett's version of the theme song to Laverne and Shirley. Joan Jett did a Joan Jett. version of? <laughs> We're going to make it after all. Really? Uh, and now are we going to be copyrighted strut? Because you, I mean, that was pretty that bang. Was my I closed <laughs> my eyes. I actually thought that was Joan Jett for a minute. <laughs> oh, that was, that was too funny. Do you notice I, so how did the microphone sound any better? Uh, the microphone sounds amazing. I feel bad that I didn't hold up my end of the bargain. It's all totally right. Over next there, time, but yeah, it's next time. I, and then, yep. yeah, no, you sound amazing. Actually, you have uh, so much nice lower end in your voice, so it's it's it has more of a range, which is way more appealing. I have to listen. when I listen to this, I have to listen to pops because I have one of those. Pops. Yeah, I just hit it there. <laughs> <laughs> you have a smack filter. <laughs> Hello, I have one of those yeah. pop filters. You know, that it spit oh, the things. Thing, yeah. yeah, and that I've noticed that helps. Once in a while, I have to do voiceovers on my videos and. Uh, I've noticed that that does help. Is it uh, just the thing that goes over top or is it the little shield that goes it's on It's just top? a little shield, like a screen. Uh, yeah. I have the shield on mine as well because I like to rest my face against it because it allows mm. me to be a good uh, distance from the, right. the microphone without actually touching the microphone. To, yeah, And then getting all of that sound. Right, right. So. I, I wish I could, every time I see somebody podcasting, they always seem to be doing, have, having no problems with their microphone and they always have these good mics and they can yep. move around and it always sounds good. And me, I just barely like, ugh, I'm so awkward with it. <laughs> and I just touch it and I make sounds with it. I'm scraping <laughs> up against it. And... It's the little, uh, uh, there's a name for it. They have a little, um, uh, uh, it sits within like a floating kind of, uh, a series of strings for lack oh, yeah, of yeah. shoelaces, elasticized shoelaces. Wow, this is going to be, this is that part that I'm going to watch back again and be like, man, you were bang on with your terminology in <laughs> technology, <laughs> Chad. Um, so I think you know what I'm talking about. And I think that's why they can kind of like move them all around because they're not actually touching the mic. The mic's kind of floating in the middle of whatever the grip is that they have on it. How did we get all the way to here? <laughs> from you cutting off at a story about setting up the channel and you said that it was something interesting that you found out while setting up this channel that was the last part that i remember before we ended up digressing because there was a lost train of thought oh i know you know now i know what it was the train of thought and, and now that after all this buildup, it really wasn't that interesting but <laughs> i've had this channel for the, the test channel for over a year now and like I said, it's just, there's, it's hidden. It doesn't exist as far as anybody knows. And just this week, I got an email from YouTube saying, hey, we'd like for you to consider joining our partner program and everything. It's got like, I went, what? I have two subscribers, me and another me. There's not, and somehow, I guess there must be a time thing that YouTube just automatically sends. I thought you had to like have a certain number of, views or subscribers or something there's no content on that channel i think it's out of the gate they consider you creator and they give you partner program and you get certain benefits but if i remember correctly from setting up the makers clean channel um you, like in order to get monetized you need 
whatever, 4,000 watt hours, 10,000 views and a thousand subscribers in order to unlock longer uploads. You have to have, um, uh, what a hundred subscribers. So there's different tiers, but I think right out of the gate, they're like, welcome to the program. You're part of the partner. Pro like, I, th I think as soon as you sign up and you get like your first subscriber, they they're like, Hey, congratulations. Welcome. Cause everybody gets access to the creator studio now and whatnot. And one of the things that I noticed while setting up that channel, uh, was after that initial push from whatever the main channel was, which, you know, you can kind of see when you make an announcement or when you kind of do something, how many subscribers come, how difficult it is to grow new YouTube channel in this current landscape, even with a very large channel to kind of like leverage off of it. It is a lot more difficult now than it was even a few years ago when we, we set up channel, I set up a channel, Melissa set up many years ago. And it was a big thing. You used to get your big channel up to a certain thing and be like, I'm releasing my second channel. And it was like 10% of your subscribers would probably go over. So some of the million subscribers get like 100,000. We built up Melissa's channel to like 75,000 subscribers or something like that with not a whole lot of effort. But this one, I was like, okay, I'm going to put a bunch of effort in, put a bunch of content there for when they get there and then constant kind of content uploading and whatnot. And you get that initial push of an audience that comes over to a new channel. But man, just going out there and hustling and putting videos out and trying to gain subscribers from like the organic, yeah. you know, landscape, incredibly difficult. It totally is. And I think that you get that initial rush of people to subscribe and it's almost like just a vote of confidence because then you'll notice how many are actually viewing your videos. And so all those people who rushed over aren't necessarily watching them right out of the bat anyways. That's right. So it's like, they're just all giving you a thumbs up by subscribing basically. And then once that rushes over, then you've got the, you know, the heavy lifting to do really, I guess. And, and you, you know, you need to put up stuff which is going to be searched for, but still kind of very niche. So all of the stuff that we've talked about in, in, in kind of like past conversations about like what it takes to whatever, even when you go through and do all of those things, it seems like a Herculean task to get noticed in a sea of it a is. whole bunch of other people putting in a whole bunch of other time and making content. And I, think it, I mean, clearly there's a whole bunch of more people who see it as a viable way to make money and to have a business or a career or do whatever. So it makes sense, but I, I don't think I was quite so ready for like, man, it is, it is tough. <laughs> you got to face rejection sort of. You really, do. <laughs> you really do. You really do. And I, I guess because for, for quite a few years, it was kind of easy, not easy. Uh, well, no, it's nothing. Is, none of it was easy, but like it seemed like the work paid off and it's frustrating to have the work do the work and have it not pay off and just be like, I, I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. It's very hard to get noticed and stand out and literally get views which turn into subscribers and then subscribers which turn into, you know, more. It's hard to... Um... I think it's hard to know when to separate a channel like that too. Uh, you know, it used to be kind of a no brainer. You just start a second channel because you're going to be doing something divergent from you guys stay in that lane on that main channel. But now, you know, do you want to do that? Or is there any way you can wrap that content into your main channel? But then it can't be too different. I, I got this video in my feed today, a guy I subscribe. It's the guy who always does the scream face on his, I don't know who it is, on the woodworking videos. And he, he had a uh, video today. He said, this is going to be like a new series he's doing of cooking, cooking. Okay. 
and, uh, <laughs> and this is on the main channel. And I'm like, oh my God, no, this is, I'm, and I looked in, through the comments and people are like, Rah, yeah, this is awesome. I hope you do continue this series, continue. Those are all self-selecting people because they yeah. automatically like that thing that he's doing. But I would lay like almost 90% chance that that's going to be one of his least viewed videos yeah. ever. And I think that's just the kind of thing that comes with just, and I guess you got to try it every, I think I'm sure I've tried that before where I've tried something just really weird. I mean, really to an extent, my Halloween videos are like that. Cause I do, it's just so different. And the views on those are just dead. Nobody watches those. I would never consider doing that as a regular thing all the time. So are I they your favorite videos to do though on the channel? Yeah. <laughs> totally. right? Yeah. I mean, that's why I do it once a year. I just have so much having fun. having those two things lined up. So I mean, you, you respect the person for being like great. Like I get it. Also with you, you you were one of the first channels that I remember who you, I followed you because you were woodworking, and then when you had uh, mere minutes and you did a lot of movie yeah. stuff and just kind of other stuff. It's like this is great. That's exactly also why uh, you, you're likable, and I want to see you in a different context and whatnot. And that's, those people are, are, so like, I respect you for wanting to do that, but like, I also get it because we also have had success in just being as niche as possible and reminding ourselves to say, and I think even in past conversations, we've talked about like, whenever you want to like expand those horizons, narrow them back down and become niche and, and stay niche. But I remember li liking and learning so much about movies through your and it clearly came through in the content as well. You were, you were so passionate about that particular content. However, it ended up, you know, burning you out and, yeah. and, all that. and now not allowing you to focus as hard as you need to focus on that niche because you had built that up so, yeah. so much. And that, was a, that was a good example of, a, I think, a second channel that had a reason to exist. But anymore, I'm not so sure if, I think, and what I did is because I thought if I'm going to do vlog content it needs to be separate from my regular content i don't want to be foul my project videos and all of this and and that's kind of at least in the woodworking and maker realms that's that's pretty much the way it goes anytime somebody wants to have longer format sit down and chat videos they almost always start a second channel and i'm not so sure if that's the right thing to do anymore because if people are watching your videos and they know that the one that's coming up the next one they see the thumbnail or whatever the title they know that that's one of the vlog videos when they only like the project videos they just won't watch it so okay is that the end of the world it's still all in one place you're still getting all of those views from the different types of videos i don't think that people like unsubscribe from a channel because you start providing a little bit different content on video to video Right, I don't think people are that. And, and it, as, I've had uh, people from YouTube tell me that, I, I mean, uh, encouraging us to like try, try different stuff. Like do, do mm -hmm. put like, use your main channel, like thinking that you need to like slice this off and put it somewhere else. They also talk a lot about like the different, like now with memberships and whatnot, like there's kind of a place where you can kind of do it and monetize it. So that's interesting and a whole other conversation within itself. But we were talking about the thought of like that used to be your second channel, stuff that you didn't want to put on your big channel. You put on your second channel for the 15% of your audience that like that. Now I'm hearing from 
YouTube in order to help support and diversify one's channel, the larger, the larger channel, share your stuff on there, you know, use that as your platform as opposed to like siphoning off, uh, siphoning off the, the, right the onto a separate channel but so that it, it comes back to like it being a completely different landscape now and people use youtube differently than they used to and i think the relationship between a creator and a subscriber has also kind of changed over 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 the years right and so you know maybe i'm wrong about that the whole the cooking video thing on that channel he might do okay I don't know, really. It then it waters like... down the, the overall, what do you do on your channel? Then it becomes exactly what kind yeah. of the struggling channels which are facing, which is just like, ah, I'm, I'm a person with a name and I have a face that you like and I do things and challenges and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I'm not, I wouldn't be able to stand beside you in an elevator and pitch within two sentences, you know, the kind of stuff I do or the kind right. of content I create. And it doesn't necessarily need to be woodworking or cleaning. It can be comedy or it can be that stuff, but doing something which is just kind of truly different and truly unique right. is, is, uh, yeah, is the there. yeah, there we are right there. I don't know where she's going. <laughs> we have to like, we'll have to get clearance and a signature for that appearance on the, <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I think that the point is I've always, well, not always, but I think anymore. Is that loud car no. engine? Okay. No, okay. can't even hear it actually. I okay. can it's see like, the windshield. Right, microphone, the microphone only works into like a bubble, right? Like a, it's this type yeah, of Yeah, it's microphone. like a five foot bubble around you or a three foot yeah. bubble around you. Yeah, so it's fine. Uh, I think it's a matter of, do you want your channel, not your channel, a single video on your channel to completely pivot to something different or not? Or does it, does it have to be sort of at least somewhat in the vein of what you're already doing? I mean, if it would be one thing, it makes sense for a cleaning channel to also have organization videos. That's right. not a totally radical thing, even though they are different things. But all of a sudden, if you posted like bowling videos or something i mean that would be just radically different even even though if you were to say well this is just once in all just just for the people who enjoy bowling and i guess i'm kind of doing a circular thought here where i'm i'm, I'm saying <laughs> i guess i'm contradicting myself in a lot of ways when i, I so I, I guess i just don't really have the answer to that in some ways it makes sense to post that on your normal regular channel in other ways it doesn't it doesn't because I, then it also lessens your I, one of the things we we uh, we want the whole region uh, the reason why melissa got her own channel five years ago or six years ago or however long ago it was i uh, was because she wanted to start doing hair care videos mm -hmm. and or like whatever makeup videos or kind of like just do other kind of things and be melissa maker and have that be melissa maker without melissa maker just always being attached to clean my space so it kind of made sense we didn't want to unclean my space and there's a very particular reason why people subscribe to it to a woodworking channel right as in uh uh to your to your earlier point and i guess now contradicting myself but that is the important part about having these conversations is because you can say something and actually realize through a conversation that like there's there's numerous ways to do something and, and obviously not one particular way is correct however you said that this was a woodworking kind of youtuber who was also kind of going into something completely different right and as much as i respect that 
we've found the most success in you know keeping that separate put that on a separate channel uh, even even the things that started kind of crossing those gaps where she wanted to talk about like uh, cleaning her hair, like shower tips or hair cleaning tips. And it's like, that's cleaning related, but still it kind of felt personal and whatnot. So we put that on a completely separate channel. But now I think because of the earlier comments of it, it's so difficult to get any kind of traction. I think as soon as you have a channel which has 5,000 subscribers, you, you best not be splitting it off for a secondary thought that you have. Like you better, you know, put as much as you can into this. And I have seen channels which have changed over time. There's a YouTuber named Josh Katz. And in the very early on, we got, um, we got included in a program from YouTube uh, uh, about for up and coming channels. This was like back in 2012 or something like that. And one of the other people in this group was, uh, was Josh and he's a skateboarder, a young skateboarder, very incredibly talented skateboarder, but he also makes very interesting videos. So years ago, he had a huge, huge channel at the time, a quarter of a million subscribers, just about skateboarding. It took very kind of creative videos because he was fascinated by cam or is fascinated by cameras and, and all of the rest. The fascination of cameras led into an interest in photography and doing street photography. He lives in New York City and he has kind of like, and that seemed to be more of an interest. I don't know if the two interests were always the same, but he became big off of kind of doing skateboarding stuff. And then he decided to literally pivot and turn himself into just wanting to do photography. And as much as he still skateboards for pleasure and that includes some content in that, he literally had to shift his channel and his entire audience of, you know, probably 10 to 15 year old kids or whatever the demographic was to people who can afford high-end uh, DSLR cameras or are interested in street photography and touching on something which clearly resonated with Josh, like it was where his passion was. He was maybe not growing out of skateboarding, but at least kind of like evolving into having other interests which run in parallel with skateboarding. And he has about 100,000 followers on Instagram. I think he's about 400,000 or 350,000 subscribers on YouTube. He has a large base and he did, he just kept at it, he just kept doing uh, photography, how to do, shoot street photography, how to, you know, da, 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 camera review and da, 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 and he got in good with Canon and all of the rest. So like, that's what he does now, but it literally took him years and his YouTube channel of 400,000 subscribers, he can release a video and it can only get, you know, a few thousand views because literally the vast majority of those subscribers were there for that skateboarding content. They just want to see Josh do what he, does best as far as they're concerned at least yeah. and something that certainly josh can do and he could have stayed in that lane and da da da, da but he took the bold choice uh, to you know try something different and, and pivot his entire career like, that he considers himself he is a photographer of course and um and it was just so interesting to see this evolution happen and just go through all of those all of those times where you posted videos that you were loving and you put so much work into and just and you have the platform, you have the subscribers, you have, like it, should, it should work, but it's a stretch for some people because there's only a small percentage of those people who like skateboarding videos and skateboarding Josh Katz who are gonna move over and be like also there for him when it's an interest which is you know, so particular to so particular and also kind of seems contrasting in that sense. Yeah, that's a, to me, my assessment of that would have been to, uh, <clears throat> that would have been definitely a case to have a second channel, in my opinion, that, that would have been because it would be one thing if all of a sudden he started branching out into taking just skateboarding, 
photographs and and that was the thing then there, there's kind of a connection between those and because you know there's really cool skateboard videos and, and photographs you can take and and transitioning to that but it almost seems like you're trying to you're trying to tell yourself that i've got a large audience i can do anything and i still have that large audience and you may have the large audience or at least the large number of subscribers but your views actual audience is going to be less and i think that's what happens and that's that's exactly why my halloween videos do so poorly view wise and it's why i'm pretty sure that was weird. It was, was like an echo. I'm getting some sort of weird feedback here. Okay. <laughs> and Everything okay there in California? <laughs> it's much yeah. brighter now in the back, actually. It's way more it's yellowy, up. less orangey. Yeah. We still have that weird, weird glow. It's There's like, still a weird glow to it, though. This is way, some sorry. serious end of the world shit right here. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's pretty apocalyptic over there. <laughs> I don't know. I guess ultimately, I don't know if there is an answer to that. Maybe YouTube, you know, when they give you the suggestion to try it, isn't a bad idea because if you do try something, even something radical on your channel, a different, and just see how it performs, chances are it's not going to perform well. You're going to get hardly any views. People are going to say, what is this? We expect this kind of video. But at least that's one way to learn that it doesn't work. And, and you're not going to lose. I don't, I don't think in general people unsubscribe from a channel based on a single video. I think they, they just don't. move away. They yeah. don't. And, and actually you can probably do a series of videos just to, uh, to go back to Josh's example. He still has a very large subscriber base and he, he's now doing well in the views. And actually just to clarify, Josh did his best to transition. He did go through and do just for, uh, you know, he, for many, not years, but for quite a period of time, it was transitioning through okay. to like, skateboarding photography and then it clearly was moving into photography and ultimately josh is a friend of mine he doesn't it's not like he cares like that's what he wanted to have happen and if there was you know if if this audience kind of went away it had to go away this was clearly what he wanted to do and he was driven by that and that's clearly what matters most at the end of the day but yeah it, it that's a great example of perhaps that could have kept two things individual without those kind of mixing and transitioning and then you being left with a very large audience who to your earlier point don't unsubscribe necessarily but just don't watch the videos and yeah many examples especially the older channels was like you have seven and a half million subscribers on this beauty channel but you struggle to get you know a hundred thousand views on a on each of your videos. I've seen a few kind of those examples and that's also interesting. It's like people aren't unsubscribing. It's not like those accounts are just being burned away and purged and that number is being accurate. You still have, you know, whatever, three and a half million subscribers for the right. past you know, five years, but your videos don't get any traction or you've uploaded no content whatsoever. I think for YouTubers, especially people who've been at it for a while, that is probably the most disheartening thing to experience is when you have a large subscriber because everybody puts such importance on that subscriber number. And when you have a large subscription number and your videos just don't get a lot of views anymore. And it's, it's one of those, sometimes it's, it's to the point where <laughs> you kind of wonder what, how, what keeps these people going? Cause I've seen some channels that have millions of subscribers and they're regularly getting maybe 2000 views, 3000 views on a video, which is, I, that's like statistically insignificant. And 
I don't know what keeps him going at that point, but it, it, I'm sure it, it, to me, I get, and I, I've come to terms that generally my videos get less than 100,000 views now since I've kind of switched the format, but I've kind of come to terms with that and just, uh, but still it's one of those things that always eats at me. And especially if a video, and, and especially when YouTube gives you that stupid thing, your video is underperforming because your subscribers don't like it as much as you know. And the little that. paper airplane is going uh, down. Yeah. <laughs> it's gray and there's clouds. There's no sun. No one, right. no smiling anything. It's just hideous. It, it just eats at, my, it eats at my soul. It eats at my soul. Sorry, and, it wasn't a great video. I tried. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's like we talked about before. I'm not. I don't care too much. But if I were getting two thousand views, I think I would re reassess some things. I think of Ray William Johnson and um, others in that space or channels. That, I mean, I get legacy views. We're we're a big kind of legacy view. You know, yeah. uh, we're in that space as well. Where eighty-five percent of our daily views comes from like really old—not really old videos, but old videos, archive yeah. videos. And um, so I get it. Some of these channels with billions of views still manage to get. I end up uh, focusing a lot more on the views per month. Like, what can you just generate with your entire catalog versus kind of what your newer videos get? But it was strange to see uh, Ray William Johnson. Mm -hmm try to do stuff and and with 10 million subscribers and struggle to get 50,000 views on a, on a, yeah. on a video. And that's disheartening. I and mean, he changed platforms and I think he went to Facebook and started doing kind of like a different style of really? comedy video and whatnot. And that's great. I mean, he did what he did way back in the day and he moved on from it and he whatever. But yeah, it, it goes to show. It's not like those channels start to see this massive. Did the only time you see massive decreases is when someone gets canceled or called yeah. out or like is involved in some drama, the James Charles stuff or whatever, and you see they lost a million subscribers in a right in a week. Yeah, you don't. And then the weird thing is those subscribe. Then within the two weeks after the event is not newsworthy anymore, they just kind of go yeah. back to whatever. And I remember the entire beauty apocalypse or whatever it was and patty and shane dawson and jeffrey all of that happening and me not understanding why a any of them got any views in the first place but b like all of this happened and then they all just benefited in the long run anyways no one i think truly got any like horrible you know loss of subscribers i think shane dawson's facing that right now with not being canceled or being in the middle of being canceled or whatever and it's you don't see, you, I'm not seeing millions of people unsubscribed from him. I don't know if that's a thing. I, I, I don't know if people, yeah. I, I found more people unsubscribe when you post too much content and they get annoyed in your feed because they're like, stop it. I do the exact same yeah. thing on Instagram. I'll follow someone who's like, you're interesting. And then as soon as you start taking up too much real estate in my feed, yeah. I mute you or I'll just unfollow you. And I, I, I think there's obviously a possibility to like follow someone or subscribe on YouTube. And if they don't post, you don't kind of get in the feed. So you don't do anything. Um, but then that goes back to like, how often should you be kind of popping up? And we realized that when we released two videos in a week, that second video, we lost hundreds of subscribers within the first few hours of that video being released. And I, I've always brought it down to like, okay, that's you popping up a little too much. And people being like, yeah, I was cute because I liked your toilet cleaning video, but uh, no thanks. I don't need to. I don't need to have my feed cluttered. And you I, have a feed. You follow a lot of people. 
I do, yeah. Uh, I intentionally kind of don't to not have that cluttered feed. You subscribe to hundreds of channels, yeah? Oh, easily, yeah. And it's, uh, WWE was a good example on Instagram that I had to stop following because I, I really wanted to stay up to date kind of what was happening in wrestling. And it was just like oversharing. They were posting so much that like my entire Instagram feed was just all WWE. So I think I muted them. I don't think I unfollowed them. I think I just muted them or something. And then on YouTube, it's not too much of a problem having that many subscribers because most of them don't post very often, really. Uh, I think I, a lot of them are channels I subscribed to a long time ago. I don't subscribe as regularly to channels now. And I, I don't subscribe to new woodworking channels anymore occasionally if I kind of know the person but it's just too many and they're all kind of doing the same thing and I found that out of all the videos in my subscription feed the ones I watch the least are the woodworking and maker videos anymore I mean it used to be that was all mostly what I watched and now they come through and it's like seen it seen it seen it I've seen all of this before and you know I'll watch movie reviews or horror channels or something that you know is a, more of a hobby related I guess and plus I find myself whenever I watch woodworking videos is, is I always kind of am watching those with a different pair of kind of critical eyes or something like is, is this somebody I need to watch out for is this something you know and especially on the the bigger channels and especially on the channels who didn't exist until a few years ago and now have just skyrocketed past me. Those, those, are, the, those are the ones that you just like, uh, there's just so much drama. <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, who do you, what, what channel right now do you most look forward to seeing new uploads from? There is only a single channel where I watch every single video when it comes out and you're going to laugh, but it's Bloodbath and Beyond. Uh, you've told me about this. They do they do reviews of really cheap, low budget horror films, and I just love it. Just, they have such a good connection to the audience, and it's fast paced. And they, I don't know, I just I really like watching. And I know the guys, and I've met them, and they're real friendly. And it's just in that little niche of what I enjoy. I mean, it's not just movies. It's not just horror movies, but low-budget indie horror movies. <laughs> and quite possibly the best play on a name. Oh, yeah, it is. And it's so funny because he, he he's like, oh, yeah, I knew right from the start that eventually, eventually we're going to get, you know, blood. I can't even say it now. Bed, bath, and beyond. I'm so not used to saying yeah. bed, bath. They're going to come after us about that. And they haven't so far, so... Well, there you go. Maybe they are fans themselves. <laughs> Maybe oh so. Especially because they, they basically copied their logo too, which is really funny. Oh, that's bold. <laughs> but that's, that's one of the channels I like watching. Um, and I watch some of the other like science-y channels, some of them. I like it when I kind of miss Vsauce. I watch Veritasium. Vsauce used to be one of my favorite channels. And then he started doing the paid content, the YouTube Red, which is now YouTube Premium. They had a show on there. I watched a couple of those and then it just wasn't quite the same. And now, you know, he posted Michael Stevens. He posted a video just a few weeks ago on Vsauce. And I was like, oh, great, a new Vsauce video. And I was just so bored with it. It was just, 
it was like all this just math and and it just it, I don't know what happened to that, but I used to love watching Vsauce. Uh, he has another channel which he is working on actively. Uh, Maybe it's that's not, it. I don't think it's Vsauce related, but there is a channel which he it's that, I think it's that paid one he uses, the premium one. But maybe oh, they, is that is that what I'm thinking as well? Yeah, I forget what it's called too. And Mind Zone or Mind, I think that's what it is. Mind. Yeah, field, that's like Mind Field. Yeah. Something like one word. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. I think I saw the first episode of that, maybe the first two, but one of them where he he went into this uh, like isolation booth as long as he could. It's this isolation room with, you can't hear anything. You, know, you can't hear, I mean, from the outside. You can literally hear like if you drop a pin, you'll hear it. It's that quiet inside of this room and with total bright lights on constantly. And so he was just trying to see how long he would stay in there without going insane. <laughs> and it was really fun to watch that. It was really interesting. But and it's, it's crazy that it's a rarity to, to really have a lot of channels that you really look forward to all of, like every time yeah. they, like, you get excited. I can, I can only think of, uh, I think we talked earlier about Red Letter Media. Because mm -hmm. they just put so much work and time into their content they're very thoughtful with it and i think people really appreciate that and the only other person that i can think of that i just truly get pumped and it's the worst because he makes the shortest videos ever is, is gus johnson gus Johnson. i knew you were gonna uh, say gus johnson me too I, I don't know what it is about gus johnson that I just, well it's because it's, it's it's exactly what i think is the epitome of, of, of comedy short yeah. well uh, uh no uh, uh, <laughs> like uh, not afraid to like put yourself and make yourself look absolutely ridiculous and stupid and make the most ridiculous um, props and costumes and <laughs> use yourself five times in the same, you know, yeah. as different people just with a hat on and then with a hat off. And His videos uh, are the, his, that's the best channel I've found. I, sh I should have mentioned that. Funny and consistently funny, which is, mm -hmm insanely hard to do from like back in the day of SCTV and, 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 and like that old kind of sketch comedy style, like whatever. The fact that he had been doing this for years by himself, built up that following and it still actually is funny. Kudos Gus Johnson. Did you see his one? I think it was today. I watched it today anyway. That was the every, every middle school discussion. I think it was today's, yesterday maybe. Um, Oh my God, it was so, it was so funny. The teacher asks, the teacher is like, uh, we're today we're going to talk about stealing. I want to hear your opinions on stealing. And so the first guy comes up there and he's like, um, I think stealing is bad. And then the, the whole rest of the video is every other kid. And of course he play him and his friends play all these different parts in multiple. And all they do is every kid is like, uh, yeah, I want to agree with Josh. I think it's bad. <laughs> so like every single one is just copying what he said. It's so true. It was so perfect. Keeping it fresh, keeping it, uh, him doing it himself for the most part, aside from having some other. I yeah. love that it's just such a low rent production that he just yeah. like, I want to play God. So I'm going to put on this really bad beard and, and I'm not even going to make sets. You just got to imagine that, you know, he'll be on the roof the roof of the house or something. hang out on the roof for like three straight videos with <laughs> a briefcase and a coffee cup and, and it's just him riffing and some of the stuff that he puts in clearly wasn't even part of the sketch like he's talking yeah. to like 
I love it. It's a great, it. it's so, a, it's different form of comedy than I think most people have are used to. And so it's a little, he's just taking it a different way. He's using YouTube for what it is. You know, he's, he's really maximizing that platform, not trying to be a TV sketch. Yep. Not trying to push it into doing other kinds of content. He stayed very consistent with the type of content that he does. Aside, he does some kind of some desk videos where he does kind of like uh, reviews or reactions and stuff like that. And that's right. all. But when it's those little short pop and he trends every single time, it's very oh, yeah. digestible content. And that's the only thing. The only, the only problem with being a fan of that type of stuff is by the time you get your sandwich and your glass of milk, <laughs> you're ready to be like, I'm going to watch it. You're like, you've had one bite. Oh, I just thought of another channel I, I watch all the time now. And this is crazy. You're going to laugh at this one too. Kitty Soros. Kitty Soros. And so it's this Korean woman who has 10 cats in her apartment. And her vid the videos are just so, they're just charming and cute. And she, it's so smart the way she makes these videos. And it's they're short, three or four minutes long. And you get to know all of the cats because every time a cat comes on, whoop, she has a little pop-up of the cat's name up there and she'll tell little stories with them. She puts them through little challenges and just, it's just, I'm just captivated by the Kitty Soros channel. And I, I don't know why I am. I just, I just love it. I mean, I just, every time there's a new one out, I'm like, oh good, a new Kitty Soros video. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. And that is what YouTube is all about. Totally. And she's got like, like 3 million subscribers doing this. I, the videos just crush it. Every time she releases a video, it gets like over a hundred, hundred views, hundred, <laughs> like over a hundred million. A million, um, not a hundred million, a uh, million. million. <laughs> there we go. Did anybody on the platform getting a hundred? I guess no. It's, that's no. reserved for some music artists sometime who get over a hundred million on a, on a view, uh, on a video, I should say. I so, want to know why something like T, was it T-Series? Yeah. Like, is that still the most subscribed to channel? It is. I mean, they were doing like 300 videos a day. Yeah. Well, like, and it's just, they have endless, like it's, it's all the Bollywood content and, and, and like they have just, they have, it's, uh, Howard Stern is putting a lot more kind of steam, it seems at least into his YouTube channel. Mr. Bean's a great example. Like they mm -hmm. literally just took an existing like set of content and just threw it. Uh, and, and, and so I, I think that's why, those those kind of channels do quite well it's like you have this existing kind you literally just need to kind of re-upload it under the official name and whatnot and then just taking little cuts and short set of things and yeah comedy central does that a lot yeah exactly so yeah yeah wow 104 i have a little girl who needs I got a call and I have a call with Antonio coming up. I'm gonna see if I can do a video on his channel too. I'm gonna see if he can style me. Oh, nice. <laughs> That'd be fun. Steve, that's a great, that's what a great trade off. Is that what you're gonna present him or you were talking about this? It would be, no, yeah, he just still wanted to talk to me more about it because I asked him if he'd be willing to do that because it's something, you know, I think it would be fun to do and, you know, be right there, up his alley. That, that is, that's good. That's going to be awesome. Is there anything that I can, so I, I still want your help for my woodworking. Yeah, I, I think we should. need my help for it. Yeah, I, I don't, let's think about some way to do that. I mean, yeah. Um, but, um, well, as always, this has been a blast. Mm -hmm.
as always, this ended up nowhere near where I thought it was it was going to go. I was going to ask you about I was going to ask you about the difference between the circle and the arrow. I guess we'll have to get back to that. Oh yeah, so perhaps next time we can actually talk about thumbnails because I, I went on this computer so that we could actually do that. It did yeah. have some. I, I I sat last night and I started twelve new ones. So I was interested in seeing your opinion on the whatever. Yeah, so, I, I'm interested to see your opinion on a couple. I've got two, and there's still those tests are still running. And one of them was, was I had a real interesting result with and i'll have to share that with you and that was where i had text on it versus not having text but um using an x and then a check mark which is better the x and the check mark. and so that one would five minute crafts does that a lot the red x yeah. and then the green check mark split screen yeah, yeah. people love that um perhaps on friday we have an all out thumbnail of okay let's do that let's do that yeah. this has been great and Get over that cold. Don't cough in public. People will freak out. I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> and, uh, uh, just don't really do anything over there because the sky's looking a little less ominous, but I wouldn't chance it. <laughs> it's, it's brighter at least now, but it it's is. still so weird. It's still very eerily weird. yellow, though. I, it, it's gone from an orange tinge to a yellow tinge, but it still has like, that's not right. These are end times. They're end times. Well, hopefully I'll see you one time. All right. That sounds good. I'll talk to you then, Chad. All right. Take care, Steve. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.